You're listening to a podcast from 702. Welcome into studio, Dennis Apollo, the owner of Orexi Greek Street Food. Dennis, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. Much appreciated. So I got very excited about us having Greek cuisine today because um, I've, I've, I've eaten at other Greek restaurants and I absolutely just love some of the key ingredients. I love the way that lamb gets prepared by the Greeks. I love the halloumi. I love all the dips and the deliciousness. But before we get into all of that, I want to find out from you, how did Orexi get birthed? And why was it so important that it was around traditional Greek cuisine? Well, basically, um, it's founded on a principle in Greek. It's the word called meraki. Now, meraki is basically whatever you do, you do with a love and a passion. Now, our founder, John McCready's, um, he had this vision of starting a traditional Greek cuisine, very basic street food, as we call it. Um, he did it during lockdown. He uh, established a brand that is just phenomenal, guys. Um, I'm sure you tried the food. I think you liked it. <laughs> what does my face say? <laughs> Your face says it all. Yeah, I don't know if it's the... <laughs> <laughs> if it's the alcohol. If it's the alcohol. But the yes, that's also a homegrown. It's all about... Orexi means appetite. Mm. And it's all about homegrown, authentic Greek-style cooking. Yes. And, and Johnny has come up with a phenomenal concept. Um, there's, there's two restaurants already, one in Boxburg, one in Benoni. Benoni being the head office, and of course the new one, Oryxi Fours, which is where I'm from. So, so let's talk then. I mean, you've already touched on the fact that um, the founder just decided to start this whole thing, yes. and this is now in a post-corona life where things are, are significantly more challenging, especially economically. How was he able to bring that vision to life? Um, it's all about... Again, I I'm, I'm need to quote Greek words. It's all about what we call philoxenia, which is hospitality. Mm. It's basically to be a friend to a stranger. When somebody walks into our restaurant, they walk in as a stranger. They walk out as family. It's, it's all about the food, obviously. It's about just letting your hair down and having fun, considering that we've all been through hell and back for the last mm. two years. So people come to our restaurants they enjoy great food and they just enjoy an, enjoy an overall experience of being at home, family. Let your hair down, have good, wholesome fun. We dance, we sing. It's based around great food and that's what we're all about. So help me uh, with orexi, you said is appetite, because we're also learning Greek while this is happening. <laughs> Philoxenia is hospitality. hospitality. basically friend. Philo is a friend mm -hmm. and xeno is a stranger. Now, okay, now, okay. If you go into ancient Greek history, uh, it was your moral obligation when a total stranger came knocking on your door to actually let them into your house, provide them with food and shelter, and only in the morning would you find out their background. And oh, it, wow. it stems from there, yes. And maybe tell me a bit about that because to me it sounds very Ubuntuish. <laughs> it you is Ubuntuish, yes. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, again, it's, it was your moral obligation. You had to. House and feed the person, no matter who they were. Yes. And you know what? When you go into a Greek home, it's about the food. We invite two people over. We cater for six. Yes. <laughs> There's nothing worse for a Greek than a guest leaving their house feeling like, yeah, you know, the food was iffy 
or perhaps uh, they never had enough, and that's taboo. So, again, like our culture is very similar, based around food and family, and that's yes. what we're all about. Okay, so in terms of, you know, this concept was created, um, what, what was it that was differentiating it from any of the other Greek restaurants that we already have in the country. I mean, we have a very big Greek community yes, in the yes. in the country, and I can only imagine that you want to create a cuisine that that a Greek person can go to Correct. and feel home, yes. and not like mm, this is watered down. It's it's all about, like you say, about the authenticity. Um, you walk into any of our stores, you will first of all you'll feel you're walking into a taverna somewhere in Greece. The only thing missing is basically the ocean outside the door. Oh. Um, the feel and the vibe and just the, the, the shops have an energy about them, a, a soul. Um, you walk in, you feel like you may be, you know, having a bit of a break, going on holiday. And the food is just authentic, authentic, mm. homegrown. Family recipes passed on from mom to daughter to daughter. And, and that's what it's all about. Simple, basic, homegrown food. I think for me, when, when I also think um, Greek cuisine, um, I, I think communal eating. I, <laughs> I love this idea of just ordering lots of different yes. pr- plates of tapas and things like that that you can just all dip and share. Mm-hmm. Is that a part of the experience? Absolutely. Meze is, is definitely, you know what, you have main dishes, but it just seems that meze is always the go-to you know, you can you have a selection of everything from your dips to your breads to your meats. You know, it's finger f- finger feeding, finger eating, finger yes. foods. Um, grab, just enjoy. It's a, just tantalize your taste buds. It's just food from every sort of food group. Um, I was thinking about you know the fact that this started in Ekurleni. Yes. Why? Why did the first one happen that side in Benoni? Well, Johnny is a local of Benoni. Yes. <laughs> so it made made sense. Yeah, he's been in the food industry his whole life. Yes. And and he had the vision and he had this concept that he wanted to bring to life and it materialized. All in Benoni, it's his hometown. Um, there was a need for it to expand. They moved over to Boxburg in Summerfields, and then there was a demand in the north. So. When the store came about in four ways, it just was a no-brainer. We took it and we ran with it. We put our heart into it in good faith, and we've been blessed. We've been blessed with with patrons who come again and again and again, love the food, love the energy. And uh, I don't know, I'm just humbled by it all. It's just been overwhelming. It's been superb. So in terms of your personal journey, when yes. when did your professional relationship with food begin <laughs> well i'll be giving away my age now but um when i left school many many years ago yes my passion was to go to hotel school mm. uh, my parents at the time uh, decided no you're going to go to varsity and do a degree etc anyway as, so most my passion, pa- as most parents did. as most parents do <laughs> and you know what uh, and i'll give away my age 54 years later i'm living a dream it's, oh, wow. uh, it's been a lifelong passion to be in the food industry and just enjoying every moment. For the person that's um, um, listening, yes. you know, for you to be in this position where you have an existing franchise that you are now continuing, what have some of the challenges been considering, you know, you also have your own ideas and your own level of creativity, but you're sort of fo- following a format? Well, again, when you have when you have someone who has such a great concept and such a great 
vision and idea of what he wants to offer. It's very hard to sit and argue. Yes, we might have butted heads here and there <laughs> yes. about little, you know, little detail. But overall, the vision and, and the way the shops are created, they literally copy-paste with each one having a bit of its own identity. Mm -hmm. But you can't falter what what Johnny has put together. It's just it's just a great store that gives you just gives you that authenticity of being in a little village somewhere tucked away on an island and the, you can't there's nothing that needs changing from that perspective so i was very happy to follow his dream and uh, in in the process live my own dream tell me about the food truck <laughs> our food truck is basically a mobile kitchen it's an orexy as well um, it can be hired to go out to venues um, sporting events, music events, whatever the case may be. Um, like I say, it's a fully-fledged kitchen on wheels, basically. And we take it to an event, we fire up the gas, and away we go. Now you have to help me with um, translations because yes. we're in a Greek lesson here. <laughs> what is a gyro? A gyro is basically a pita, pita yes. bread. Um, and in it, you, you put your filling and you wrap. Now, gyro is basically round in Greek or circle or wrap. Mm -hmm. So it's in effect, it's, it's, it's a pita bread that's wrapped and inside you've got your filling. It's normally your tzatziki, you know, your rocket, tomato, your onion, and of course your filling of choice, whether it be pork, lamb, beef, chicken. I didn't know there was such a serious relationship um, between Greek cuisine and pork, I, always in my mind, and maybe I wasn't paying attention to other menus or they weren't serving it. Mm. Always in my mind, I thought, obviously, chicken prepared in its very unique way yes. and lamb. Yeah, lamb is very much a, a, a Greek speciality. Uh, that's more when it comes to the spit bras and what have you, souvelas. But pork, as far as a gyro is concerned, is what you would buy on any street vendor in Greece. They... Pork is the preferred choice of meat for a gyro, but the lamb is superb too. But yes, that's where the affinity to pork comes from. But now, I don't know if this is a traditional Greek thing or this is an orexi thing, mm -hmm. that you can also have a gyro with chorizo and egg. And I'm curious as to how the <laughs> egg is prepared. And is that sort of a breakfast type of gyro? Um, it, it, you could call it a breakfast gyro, but it's more... <laughs> a take on, on creating like a signature type gyro to cater to different tastes. Um, obviously based around the Greek basic, you know, the gyro itself. And you know, a gyro, look, I'm not saying take it home and add anything you want, but yeah, effectively you could. It's up to your <laughs> taste buds, yes. And then uh, one of the things that you had served for us today, unfortunately could not taste, yes. was octopus. Yes. Please tell me about that. Now, I'm not familiar with any seafood flavors, but from what I see is that octopus can get quite rubbery it can if, get if, if, if you're not careful with how you prepare it. Yes, no, absolutely. Look, it's normally pickled. It normally can be quite rubbery, but you know what? If you pickle it long enough and we also put it on the grill and we heat it, so you can have it hot or cold, but all our products are fresh, fresh. So you're not going to have octopus lying around for long and then it will rubberize, yes. Okay, okay, because I, I, I always look at it, I'm like, can you actually even chew through it? But Absolutely. I think there's, there's a way to prepare it. Yeah. What are some of the, um, the, the spices, if you have any, what are the signature spices and herbs that you'd like to well, um, you use? You know what, in, Greeks in like to use a lot of vinegar, they like to use a lot of lemon. 
obviously the salts, even though it's seafood, salt is necessary. Black pepper, ground pepper. Mm-hmm. And in effect, uh, it's, it's, it's grilled on a, on a flat grill in a fresh butter, and, and hence that's what you get. And then I'm thinking about your, your signature euros that yes. we were just speaking about, but they have these interesting names that <laughs> are obviously attached to Greek gods. Yes. So I want you to explain how it came about that Odysseus is prawn and chicken with grilled red peppers, red onion, <laughs> tomato, rocket, and taramosolata, or a tzatziki sauce. Well, Odysseus, if you go again into Greek mythology, um, after the Trojan War, he was a bit of a wanderer. It took him forever to get back home. Yes. Um, I suppose in his travels, he came across a lot of different foods. But the, 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 the title to the signature euros are just traditional Greek names that we've applied to euros. So the name doesn't necessarily reflect the ingredients. Oh, no. You've already built a story in my head. <laughs> I've moved very far. In my mind, he, saw, he, he discovered prawn. He discovered chicken. He was unsure of where he wanted to go. So he said, in the meantime, I'm going to have them together. Possibly, because, you know, when he left from the Trojan War, it took him 10 years to get back home. So I'm sure he exposed himself to quite a bit. <laughs> and then Hercules, I mean, beef fillet. That makes total sense. Well, Hercules, yeah, and renowned to be strong as a bull. I mean, he was a demigod. And yeah, again, um, <laughs> no particular um, reference to a name to wise in that. I mean, the one that's called Leo the Alite is named after a friend of ours. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so, he came to the store and he said, listen, <laughs> I want this and this in the euro. And he, he, we got to name it. So he christened his euro. If you want to call it that. That is so hilarious. <laughs> I think you guys must make up a story about your friend, Leo the, <laughs> the Aliti. And that one, of course, has pork, fried red onions, fried mushrooms, parsley, chili, and hummus, which sounds absolutely delicious. Yeah, divine, yeah. Um, tell me about the Greek god Achilles, who was eating chicken and halloumi for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, Achilles, again, going back to the, uh, the Trojan War, was... Uh, if you know your history about Greek traditions, I mean, he was a, uh, his mom was a goddess and she dipped him in a, uh, in a cauldron yes. of magic potion. And the only thing that was exposed was his heel, hence the word Achilles heel. Uh-huh. But uh, that was, he was only vulnerable to the heel. Yes. Again, I, I, I know I might, might be repeating myself, but yeah, the name to the food doesn't it's necessarily It's too late. Tire. We have a story. <laughs> <laughs> we all have a story. What are some of the other things? Um, and uh, souvlakia, what does that mean? Souvlakia is basically a meat on a skewer. Yes. Um, it's, not, it's, it's effectively, it's, it's, a, it's a gyro without the pita, if you want to call it that. Um, and, it, and you can, again, it's, uh, it's the lamb's the beef, the pork, the chicken, even the shiftalia, which is that separate sausage that you had earlier, yes, can also be put on a skewer. Even the prawns that we serve today were on yes. a skewer, I'm sure you saw. Yes. But a suvlaki is traditionally on a stick. And um, bifteki? Bifteki is, <laughs> we, we, I know it might sound corny, but we could call it a, a, a Greek patty, so yes. to speak. Yes. It's ground mince, fresh mince, with you know your herbs and spices, a bit of onion, and done on the grill, and there you have it. But again, delicious. And I think uh, the the one that you that I had was the sheftalia. Yes, that's the the Cypriot traditional pork sausage with parsley. So what makes it because it's lamb and pork mm. together? Do you make a casing for it, or do you sort of just squish the ground lamb and pork? <laughs> 
into a sausage form. It is a casing. It is made again by traditional little Greek old man sitting somewhere and he runs the pork and he's, he does he's run in sausages. The bag. It's, not, it's not something you can buy. At, uh, at any at of the supermarket, big stores, no. yes, yes, it's something that gets. It gets, is homemade, yes. Um, and of course, um, uh, you offer the the mixed platters where you can have a little bit of everything, which is yes. very much my vibe. But I want to touch on the different uh, dips and sauces. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the brinjal one, or some people called it aubergine or eggplant. Correct. Can you talk to us about how that is actually prepared and is it just as simple as, you know, roasting and then... We, we, have, we have a central kitchen. Yes. Um, again, a, a few patrons, and we discussed it maybe earlier, have asked me, how do you make this or that? And I actually can't answer them. And, <laughs> and I feel like a fool sometimes because ultimately it's a recipe that... And if you read the intro with Johnny, it's recipes that his mom learned from the grandmother... Mm. And so it got passed on. So we have a central kitchen that prepares our food for us, mm. especially when it comes to the dips and that. All fresh, sent to each store and prepared, well, laid out on the platters and served. Who is Yaya? Yaya is a granny. Yaya, okay, Yaya. Yaya is granny, yes. Okay. Now, so normally the matriarch of a family. Yes. And, uh, you know, you'll always find them in the kitchen preparing something. And they always find them stuffing your face with food. Whether you're hungry or not, you're going to eat. So a yaya is the same as a nonna? Uh, well, in Italian, I think a nonna would be, yes, it's a granny, isn't yes, it? Yes, it's a nonna. It's granny, basically. Yes. yes. Okay, so um, you have a, Porsche, a part of your menu that says yaya's kitchen. And I'm assuming these are your more comfort food, traditional type of traditional, dishes. Traditional, yes. That's not something that you're going to find at any restaurant. It's made by the yaya. <laughs> it's brought to the stores. We preheat it and we serve it, but that's made by their own hands. I feel I'm just worried that there's this sweatshop of a yaya <laughs> and some old man making sausages while yaya <laughs> is making. No, 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 by no means. You know what? They'll chase you out the kitchen because that's that's where they want to be. Now they, yes. they, they they just it's a, it's it's our cultures are very very similar when it comes to food. I'm sure the matriarchs. In your family are also the same. It's about food and, and make sure that everybody gets enough to eat and, and that's it. That's what we're about. Can we talk about the diabetes on a plate that you serve? <laughs> diabetes is, on a plate. It's baklava. It's just in this rich syrup. <laughs> well, and thank you. I really appreciate the fact that you made me one without nuts so that I could get an opportunity to taste. I only manage one bite so that I don't crash. Well, yeah, you had the galactoburico, <laughs> which is the filler pastry, basically. Mm. Um, we, we pour honey over it. Baklava mm. again, fill up pastry with a lot of nuts, but you being allergic, Spitty, you missed out. But I did. At, at least you had the liquid compliment. <laughs> Listen, it's still diabetes <laughs> on a plate, but it is so worth it. It has the different crunchy um, uh, textures in it, but the gooey syrup and the pastry. And I mean, your your uh, dessert menu is quite filled with a lot of pistachios, pistachio halva as well. What would you say should be the go-to dessert if somebody comes through the, uh, the the yogurt is very much a uh, also again you, we spoke about lamb earlier yes yogurt also fits very much into the greek culture so it's very popular greek the yogurt, yogurt loaded with <laughs> lots of honey greek yogurt yes and 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 roasted almonds on top of it it's a uh, it's, it's beautiful and then of course the ice cream with the halva oh people where, are loving it sure where where do we find you 
Um, well, again, the, we are store in four ways. Yes. Uh, the physical address is 76 Tropant Avenue in Machalisig. And then, of course, the other two stores, the Benoni Rhinefield and Boxburg Summerfields. They each have their own Facebook page, Instagram page, but they're all mom-and-pop stores, um, and that's what makes them work. People walk in, we get to know you by name. The waiters are just brilliant. I yes. mean, you had an experience of, I brought old Vlad with me. Um, they are special. They've been I'm just, I'm still shocked that you have a Vladimir, and in my mind, <laughs> I thought Vladimir might be an Eastern block name. Yes. But he is French. So, working in a Greek restaurant. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a mixture. Yeah, we got old Vladimir. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, and like all our waiters and waitresses, just superb stuff. And you know, the ones that don't get the credit are the back of house people. Yes. The kitchen, the, the, the scullery area. We just, and Yaya and poor and Grandpa. And Yaya and Papu that aren't in the limelight and <laughs> yes. everybody else who's involved and, and my partners and, you know, the, the, our families that are with us all the time. It's just, it's an overall family experience. That's what it is, guys. Um, Greeks believe in a word called philotimo. It basically means to honor your friend. And that is what Orexi brand is about. Thank you so, so much. Dennis Apollo, owner of Orexi Greek Street Food, joining us on our food feature.